Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kauli. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kauli, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kauli. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of uh, welcoming Vinny Smiles Chopra. Uh, so thank you for joining, Vinny. Uh, I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Time. Thank you, Sagar. It's such a pleasure to be with you. And I know we've been chatting I and know. Really getting to know each other. And it's been wonderful. wonderful awesome. Awesome. Me. So thank you for joining. For viewers and listeners, um, for uh, for you, the background with Vinny is Vinny came with just $7 in his pocket. And after many years now, he is an unbelievable big star in multifamily. Uh, to put it in context, you know, uh, his group owns 4,200 doors, uh, well over $350 million assets. And he has done 29 successful syndications. He is a coach, a speaker at many conferences and also a great, uh, you know, marketing sales, motivational uh, uh, speaker and a guru as well. So thank you for taking time, Vinny. I'm looking forward to uh, an engaging conversation and delve into the details uh, of your business and all the different business ideas that you have today. Totally, totally, Sarkar. I'm very pleased to be here and I hope I can bring excellent value to your audience. You and always do. You always privileged do. Privileged to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Vinny, so quickly get, give us a brief background and, uh, you know, we'll kind of get into the details of, you know, several things that you have ongoing right now. Totally. You know, I came from very humble beginning. I grew up in one bedroom apartment with six siblings, you know, one living room, hallway and a bedroom. And uh, I really wanted to become an engineer. In India, you become an engineer or a doctor. Sure. That's why we have so many doctors in USA coming from India, you know, came from India. And that's what I did. I did mechanical engineering. I always had a passion to become manager somehow. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, leader. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do MBA. And in marketing and sales, it sounded so good. So I started applying. I was denied visa many, many times years but then i kept on trying i was working for larson and tuber in bombay uh, with reliance group now which is one of sure. the finest groups of um, india and came to george washington university many many moons ago 44 sure. years back actually with nice. seven dollars and i remember kind of flying over the you know hudson river mm -hmm. uh, you know in a helicopter because one of uh, the plane uh, that brought me from India was there, okay, LaGuardia Airport, but the other airline that was going to take me to Washington, D.C. was on strike. I oh, didn't I know that. Uh -huh. And I kept on pressing and saying, you know, I got to go there. My uncle is waiting and this and that. They heard me from my thick accent. They flew me in a helicopter. Oh, my uh -huh. gosh. <laughs> you know, to New York, New Jersey. And here this little kid. 22 years of age, you know, trying to look at all these dazzling lights. I still have that vivid imagination. But awesome. rest is history. I sold Bible books and encyclopedias door to door, got knocked down, 
learned a lot of tricks of the trade of sales mm -hmm. and engineer turned into a salesperson. That's what happened. Awesome. Then... Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> now I know absolutely Winnie with your company and your group. Now you are a big star. You have a lot of assets uh, under management and things like that. Uh, help us understand Winnie that why multifamily? I know you have had a prior uh, small real estate career as well. But then you came in such a big way into multifamily. G give us some uh, sort of benefits or uh, perhaps why you like multifamily so much. Totally. I would love to. Sarkar, the biggest thing is the economies of scale. We mm. were owning a lot of single family homes. I know you own a lot sure. of them, like we discussed. And what we found was they were being managed, not by us, because mm -hmm. they were in different states, different sure. cities. So we were hiring property management companies mm -hmm. and they would kind of build me quite a bit sure. <laughs> you know, for the if uh, repairs and this and that. And if somebody left, then you have to paint the house again. Sure. And then they will charge me half a month of leasing commission, I think, sure. all that. And mm -hmm. if something went away, like the stove or this or that, so the cash flow was not where it, it should have been. Sure. At the end of the day, when I saw it, my wife and I sat down, we said, my gosh, we're not going to be able to really have a lot of passive income when mm -hmm. we retire. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is, I'm talking about, we started investing 35 years back in single family homes, but then I became a broker in 2005, 2005, 15 years back alone, sure. you know, and we said, okay, I got to dig into more into commercial side. I so see. that's what I did. I started looking at office space. I looked at, you know, shopping centers. I looked at hospitality, a lot of other places, industrial mm. and multifamily totally blew me away. Totally blew me away. I, I bought mm -hmm. the book from Amazon. I remember I even bought a course from eBay for $400 uh -huh. for my mentor, who I paid 30000 by the way. Wow. And I got to know him more later on in my life. And I have, you know, just discovered that multifamily is the best way, the best way people need roof over their head. Sure. It's easier to collect rents from 100 people mm -hmm. at, you know, given time. We can repair their, you know, uh, apartment needs and all that with sure. a um, person, you know, tech person and so mm -hmm. on. So that's what did. And then also the syndication model that's pooling of the money together of the like-minded people. Sure. That's mm -hmm. what really has been my sure success. It's not just multifamily. Mm -hmm. It's the syndication part. So that's where we started with one investor. Now we have 226 investors with the grace of God, and they have been investing millions of dollars with us. We have doubled, tripled their money, and they love us and so forth. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for that detail, Vinny. Now, uh, Vinny, speaking of, you know, let's say, you know, you know, purchasing the multifamily assets and different markets that you target, what, what is your thesis? Like, what, how do you kind of go about which sub-markets to go or perhaps uh, maybe perhaps even at a much bigger scale, like uh, which states you go in and then how do you kind of go into individual sub-markets within that? Totally, totally. You know, the biggest thing is for any syndicator or any group who's going to look for an upside in the 
uh, pricing and in the you know the affordability and increasing of the rents which really gets along with rub systems and other things that we do dog parks this smart homes all the features mm -hmm. uh, it's the jobs jobs and jobs so that's what i was taught 14 15 years back mm -hmm. and i've stayed true to that you know compass i say true north right sure. mm -hmm. and the biggest thing is the job. So I do a lot of studies wherever I go to see how and when the jobs are coming, mm -hmm. who are the major, never buy into one single uh, employer, mm -hmm. never, even mm -hmm. two. I don't like it. I like three, four, five employers mm -hmm. because that way you are not really, you know, hitting with the bust or other stuff. The big part is I've been in Texas quite a lot. I think sure. I've lost opportunities not going out of there. But <laughs> a lot of my off-market deals were coming like crazy. And mm -hmm. so that's what I stayed. 24 syndications I did in Texas. Wow. I did two there in Georgia. Atlanta, mm -hmm. Georgia is amazing. I'm very bullish on it still. Mm -hmm. And I bought this property. I just shared with you sure. for $12 million something. And its offer is $19 million in just three years. And sure. I've not done a darn thing. So it's the jobs, which is really, I bought this property where it was going to grow like crazy. People mm -hmm. said, Vinny, don't buy that part of the town mm -hmm. of the Atlanta. But I said, no, I know Metro studios are coming. The warehouses are coming. The shopping mall is coming. So by doing the research in the future, mm -hmm. what the five next 10, five to 10 years will be. Same thing is true in Florida now where we bought the products and we are during COVID collecting 96 to 98% of the rents. Awesome. Awesome. Really helps, you know? So, yeah. Right. So thank you. And so Vinny, you're basically saying emphasis on uh, strong job growth along with uh, looking at some uh, sub market development as to, you know, whether yes. there are new companies moving in or like sort of the cities investing, uh, yeah. you know, sort of into new infrastructure and things like that. So all of this research, uh, is it mostly uh, sort of online or is this uh, more like all uh, online, all online. And, mm -hmm. you know, the good part is Sarkar, what my recipe, which I teach in my academy also, is to get the best of the best OMs mm -hmm. from the brokers mm -hmm. of that particular city. If you want to research, mm -hmm. yes, who wants to put that city on the map around the world? Sure. The, the brokers. Absolutely. And they are going to put in the operating memorandum the best sources for you to get graphs and information mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. find the current one because that's going to tell you a lot. Sure. And then dig deeper into those resources to really make your decisions. Sure, sure. Thank you. So now speaking of broker relations, uh, uh, Vinny, you know, obviously brokers control uh, probably a majority share of um, almost all the uh, yes. commercial real estate deals, right? Yes. What are some of your sort of your experiences, like how you have improved relations perhaps, or how do you kind of connect with different brokers from all these different uh, markets you have your assets in? You know, thank you so much for asking that. No, I really believe that, you know, our team, we need to be really looking at always win, 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 win situations sure. with everybody, attorneys, lawyers, syndication attorneys, brokers, commercial brokers, loan brokers, everybody. You want mm -hmm. to build that relationship, that bond mm -hmm. that you rise up in their eyes. How sure. can you do that is by constant communication mm -hmm. through texting, through phone call, through email, sending some gifts. I teach that all the time. 
I don't mind spending $100, $200 to send them something really good that sure. they can really you know, value your friendship. Not really just that you're buying the business, but you are keeping them abreast of. And if some great articles come, if you find that they have closed on a deal, you know, finding their kid's name, their wife, where they go on vacations, same things. Everybody knows about them. But the key thing is to keep them I in your CRM. Mm. My best CRM is my iPhone. I have the <laughs> highest and the biggest. And I write notes like crazy. Mm. I put every information. I, I go to the field section and I put, of course, job, I think title, uh, you know, company name. Then uh, there is another, uh, you know, uh, field there right on the top. Sure. I keep on adding stuff over there in the notes. I keep on putting some of their copies of their emails and all that so that I know when they talk and I keep in touch with them very, very often, three mm. times a month, many times, wow. even sometimes mm. two times a month. And the best thing is that the more interaction do through texting, they respond better. I see. Mm -hmm. I just went to Austin just to let you know. Mm -hmm. And we got the deal signed up on Monday because my friend broker who was bringing the deal, he said, Vinny, you are so easy to work with nine years back. Hold on. Nine years back. Wow. Mm -hmm. He was able to guide us, you know, with this whole beautiful $35 million deal mm -hmm. with six parties in the making to buy it. We were in the best and final, then the final, then we got the deal. Uh, the reason I'm saying that is it's again the passion mm -hmm. to really make them believe. I mean, you know, the thing is you've got to really learn the lingo also. Sure. Definitely, mm -hmm. And know what you're talking about because mm -hmm. they smoke you out and throw you by the wayside because you are starting at the sixth level. I always say sure. fifth or sixth level, you got to move up to the first level. And sure. the first level are the people who are performers. Sure. You know, sure. Because broker's job is to sell, make commissions, and it's good for the seller, for the brokers and all. I never have had any buyer broker ever, ever. I always deal with the listing broker. Sure. I made up that mind 14 years back. I don't want a vacuum. So I want the same seller over here. The broker is here. He's going to represent me also. So there is no vacuum and the broker, listing broker knows the lowest price and the motivations of the seller. Sure, sure, sure. It has helped me quite a bit. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Now, speaking of, you know, like uh, you are buying, uh, by the way, let's share with the listeners, Vinny, like which, which are some of the states you are buying right now? Oh, sure, sure. You know, I'm very, very bullish. My students are also buying, you know, in Tennessee, in, of course, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, Chattanooga, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, I'm very bullish. Virginia, I'm very bullish with my senior living and other things. Mm -hmm. Florida, huge. As the demographical shift is happening, mm -hmm. you know, the big uh, shift ahead, the book came, sure. you know, a couple of years back. It's happening right now. 10,000 baby boomers are retiring as, you know, turning 65. Sure. Maybe they are retiring or not, but there is a big influx of seniors, you know, which will be getting bigger and bigger as next 40 years. Mm -hmm. Then Texas is going to be strong always, always. Nothing to really worry about Texas, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I like the, I mean, the uh, Oklahoma and all the, you know, Huntsville, Alabama's. I've not bought there, 
but sure. I like that market. I live in California. You know, I should uh, give really good credence to, I know Denver has kind of gone up, sure. but then uh, Utah, I like Utah also. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thank you. So now speaking of all these, like, you know, growing markets here, you know, Vinny, obviously we know that the prices of assets are, you know, going up and up, uh, you know, some of them are like very low cap environment, you know, especially when we speak of, let's say the Austin, the Dallas or the Tampa or Miami and things like that. Right. Uh, how do you kind of protect yourself uh, in terms of, you know, like, are you paying too much? Uh, perhaps, or are you, uh, you know, focusing on uh, like a tangible value add? Because sometimes, you know, the deals can be so pricey that you can almost say that you are banking more on appreciation and things like that. And it starts to become more like a yield play and things like that. Could you maybe share that how you sort of see value in these high price deals as well? I would love to, love to, sir. Again, you know, I couldn't buy anything in 2018. I mm -hmm. bought two in 17, then I bought two in 2019 and haven't bought anything with COVID happening right now. Sure. And now we just locked in our first deal of the year mm -hmm. this Monday, you know, we are in July. But you're right, we are very conservative in our underwriting, definitely. Mm -hmm. We are going lower LTV right now mm -hmm. because we don't want too big a mortgage. If the you know some changes happen, mm -hmm. money is very, very cheap, as you all know. 2.9%, sure. 2.83%, five-year IO is very common at the high level mm -hmm. when you are purchasing about 30, 40 million dollar loan, mm -hmm. you know. But the biggest thing is being conservative. I know last year, I think we did not go in a like a best and final and everything. We backed out on three deals because they were just going outrageously. Some people wanted to get in there. And I think they paid million and a half more than what we wanted to pay. Sure. That's a mm -hmm. lot of money, you know, mm -hmm. that's like sure. 5,000 per unit more. Mm -hmm. So we are very conservative team of people, myself, my company, and my other partners who are mm -hmm. kind of working with me. <clears throat> the key thing is you've got to stay put. You don't want to get into a deal where you don't feel comfortable. Sure, you know? sure, sure. That is not the way to do it. And sometimes you're right. I mean, we got this deal because we are putting, we know the deal. We had the underwriters write it, the Northmark, actually already gave us the blessing mm -hmm. and their underwriting was even better than ours. Ours was more conservative. Sure. So we mm -hmm. liked that and they blessed the loan and everything. So we wired half a million day one yesterday, you know, to lock the deal, right? You I know, see. <laughs> one half a million more will go to the seller at the 30th day after due diligence. I see. So thank you for that detail. Now, Vinny, speaking of underwriting, right? What are some of the high level main things you do to, you know, you said you, you are definitely doing conservative, uh, you know, sort of underwriting. What are some things uh, that you definitely do on lots of these deals? Like what are some of the parameters that you look for? Totally. You know, we always like to see the mission driven uh, you know, units. What that means is that how can we bump up the rents mm -hmm. as we take over because we are vertically integrated, we mm -hmm. manage all our deals. So we look at, okay, what's the market rent going out there mm -hmm. and how much can we go with renovation, without renovation, small renovation, big renovation, things sure. like that. So it mm -hmm. should be mission driven. Sure. The other part is like the deals we are buying stable occupancy. 
that sure. is a huge part we don't want to really get into this with the covid happening right now sure. you know we don't want to get stuck with a deal where it might be adverse effect right sure. we are going low ltv in our underwriting mm. and then we are also not taking too much appreciation of the rents because unless yeah. it calls for mm -hmm. it only can call if the market is there we are not even taking that it will reach market, we are discounting that. Mm -hmm. If the numbers make sense, then it should be you know, good to get into it. I know with the COVID happening, there is a lot of toxic, I call it, mm -hmm. on the rent rules right now, delinquencies, concessions, and a lot of residents who have not paid. So sure. there will be some deals coming in the market. It's good to have money ready. I call it with the investors, let them just have the money ready to jump into the deal, you know, awesome. but also walk away. I mean, you know, the best thing is, oh, what do I look into underwriting also taxes? Please make sure that you look at the assessor's office and even do the projections because some of these taxes are not just increasing by 3% every year. Hmm. They're going up by seven and 10 and 20. Like sure, you, sure. you know, insurance right. is another thing which we definitely, and then the payroll. So mm -hmm. those three things are very, very important to us. Of course, the CapEx budget, like, you know, we sure. are raising 1.7 million, I think, in this deal from investors. Mm -hmm. We don't want to do bridge loans. Nobody's giving bridge loans anyway right now, sure. mm -hmm. you know? So we like to be as tight as we can before we really get our PPM ready, you know? Sure, sure. So speaking of payroll, Vinny, how are you uh, kind of synthesizing the payroll numbers? Like, you know, is it, there a, is there a correlation between how many units and what type of staff and uh, you know how you pay and things like that? Totally, totally. We are you know internally driven, like you said. So you're right. We look at what their payroll has been and mm -hmm. then kind of watch it if we have the same personnel or do they have one and a one or half extra in there and what are the charges have they been charging? Mm -hmm. And then look at their bonus schedules and all their FICA and all insurance, you know, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Sure, sure. So we have been kind of looking at and then taking it as a ratio of the units, of course. Mm -hmm. So 1,200 is a pretty good number, 1,200. It depends also on the area too, by the way. Sure, you know? sure, sure. More remote area, it might be 1,100 per unit, even 1,000 per unit, you know. Mm -hmm. But usually we take a very conservatively at 1,200, yeah. Sure, sure. Now, uh, you stated, Vinny, that your company is vertically integrated. You are doing, obviously, property management, asset management, and everything, right? So, uh, what, like, why, I guess I want to know, perhaps, that why you are such a big proponent of having the property management in-house. Like, you know, when, when I, uh, you know, talking to a lot more experts, they'll say that, okay, we want to do the asset management, which sort of oversees the property management. But sometimes they are saying that we don't want to deal with property management and all the day-to-day -day details that come with it, right? So can you maybe share, uh, you know, what some of the benefits or perhaps why you want to deal with property management aspect as well? I would love to, love to. And, you know, there are great property management companies and asset managers and all at the same token i think we are paying higher price for it it sure. looks like they are only making three percent 
you know, or three and a half percent like mm -hmm. the management fee. But the other price, you know, cost involved is on the other construction side and then their the profitability and maybe the products and things like that. I'm not saying blanket wise, but sure. I have very bad you know, experiences and some people might be able to relate to that. Sure, sure. I've been able to save millions of dollars, literally millions of dollars. Just to, for example, I got my pavement done for 192 units, Albion apartment mm -hmm. that I'm selling for $123,000 wow. for 192 units. Mm -hmm. The big uh, uh, bid was 470000 Listen wow. to this one. Mm -hmm. Came down to another bid at 325, six, seven months back. And then, no, even more than that. Then it came down to 250, then to 150. Can you believe it? Wow. <laughs> asphalt and striping and everything. And my uh, regional manager in Texas said, Mr. Vinny, you're not going to believe it. Oh my gosh, we got our interior, you know, uh, renovators, uh, a very nice company. We have preferred vendors, by the way, where we mm -hmm. buy four, five, six, eight, ten units. We get mm -hmm. preferred vendor list. We get better pricing on the HDS supplies, maintenance supplies, everything. And we buy a lot of stuff from Amazon also. But the thing is, these property management companies will never do that. Sure, sure. They no, I agree. Do. Totally agree. Totally agree. You know, so I get involved. My daughter gets involved. We negotiate. We get three bids come in always, you know, and then we even bring them down. So I've saved millions of dollars. Sure, you know, sure, sure. Now, now Vinny, I, I, I guess I understand the, you know, sort of the renovation, the CapEx side of the house, but how do you manage sort of the day-to-day -day tenant relations, repairs, uh, you know, notice to vacates, uh, whether the repairs are done correctly, which kind of transforms into reputation management and things like that. Uh, how do you sort of control or how, how is that day-to-day handled but uh, like you know I, i'd love to kind of hear your thoughts on that. very easy very busy at the peak we had 134 full-time team members of course mm -hmm. four at every asset mm -hmm. uh, our assist our uh, community manager or property manager assistant community manager or leasing agent sure and then tech hvac certified fourth and then the fifth one will be Porter helping the HVAC. So our leader is the community manager, well-established, who's 25 years of experience, mm -hmm. 20 to 25. I never hire less than that. The other good part is let them then take ownership of the millions of dollars of assets. Mm -hmm. We meet with them on Zoom meetings. Sure. My daughter is in San Francisco. I'm here in Danville. My wife is here and our accounting department is local. So all seven of us mm -hmm. are webcams are on and we meet Tuesdays and uh, Thursdays and we have software which is totally taking care of everything. Nobody has to go to the bank. Mm -hmm. We scan the, nobody brings money, cash at all. Every dime is taken care of through the, you know, scanners, check scanners. Sure, sure, sure. And then our accounting department at the peak, we had five full-time employees, mm -hmm. five full-time team wow. members. Mm -hmm. They were reconciling daily all these monies coming in, payroll going out, and then of course the bills getting paid. So the systems I've developed, it just gives me a lot of 
sleeping good at night time and I can play and you know bridge online I play bridge one and a half hour I go swimming at 4 30 and all you know and I do yoga two hours in the morning my miracle morning so that way it's good to have systems set up I'm a systems guy Sure, then sure. I really hold them accountable, mm -hmm. all the vice presidents of all my companies, so that they are able to perform. And then we keep track, you know. So my daughter is fully operations side. She's, you know, fully aware of, and we have uh, to-do lists. We have all the renovation schedules. We have everything. And then we have the software we look at, delinquencies. So our managers prepare all these reports mm -hmm. and then we go over them. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for the detail. Now, speaking of the uh, sort of the renovations, the uh, capital improvements that we do on these uh, properties, right? Uh, so is that being also done by your sort community of manager. Uh, community managers is yes. overseeing some of the subcontractors and yes. things like that? Yes. yes, everybody. We like to really document a lot of things. So once even a product is done or repair is done, we need a picture sent sure. to us and we store it also in the drop boxes and all. I'm a big proponent of Dropbox. Sure. And then also when the job is done, mm -hmm. we store pictures also so that we can make sure jobs are done correctly. And then I share that with my uh, investors. Every quarter on the quarter, I do mm -hmm. my meetings live on Zoom mm -hmm. and open answering questions. And I bring the property to my investors. They love me for that because sure. whenever I travel or they can send pictures anytime. Sure. So I show them these pictures. I think in my 12 years, only three, no, maybe seven investors out of 200 plus 200 have ever visited the properties. Sure, but sure, I sure. bring it to them every, every quarter. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for the detail. Now on the asset management side, Vinnie, uh, mm -hmm. how is that done? Like meaning in terms of what sort of calls and KPIs you're targeting working with your community managers? Oh, two. Very good point. Again, you know, we do our performa, right, for mm -hmm. our five-year projections. So we upload our budgets into mm -hmm. the software, and then we are looking at what occupancy level and our mm -hmm. main thresholds are occupancy, delinquency, concessions, and retention, right? Sure. You know, 90-day mm -hmm. retention, how many notice to vacate are coming in, how many of them have been there longer, how many of them we have gotten. So we have specific data points that we go over every week, every week. I see. And I the see. marketing end is the big one over there, where we are getting the traffic from, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Craigslist, or apartments.com. I'm very big on apartments.com mm -hmm. software because that's where they record every call also for you. Mm -hmm. So my team can go and listen to any of the record, how the leasing agent is talking to the prospects, how many calls have been dropped, mm -hmm. how many of them sent out digital um, you know, brochures from their website, mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. from apartments.com. Sure. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Virtual tours can be given a lot of great stuff. So we really keep two, three things going every week at the, you know, at the threshold. Uh, of course, accounts payable manager joins, my VP of finance joins and everybody. So we are all like in a boardroom. Let's just say sure, that, sure, you know, sure, sure, half sure. an hour, 45 minutes for every asset. During COVID, we've been doing it for twice a week. 
you wow. know, so mm -hmm. eight times we are doing it. And then they could reach us anytime, community managers and all the proposals they send through email to all the people. And then we make decisions, we approve. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Now, Vinny, you are also a big is, uh, into assisted living yeah. and on the commercial side. Could you maybe give us some synthesis about, uh, you know, here you are doing, uh, you know, multifamily deals and you have now branched out into uh, senior assisted living. Could you maybe help us understand, you know, why that space, what, what are some of the sort of the profitability metrics in, in that as well? Totally, totally, Sarkar. You know, the key thing I find is I'm a senior now to I'm 67. I'll be next month 68, you know, and God bless. And, you know, and the key thing I'm finding is 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65 every midnight in USA. Mm -hmm. And in the next 30, 40 years, 10 billion population of the world, 2 billion with a B is mm -hmm. going to be seniors. And sure. in USA, 100 million, hold on, 100 million, we are 340 million total population. Maybe we'll be staying about the same number, maybe, we mm -hmm. don't know, mm -hmm. you know, with attrition and births and all. But 100 million in next 30 years, 40 years is going to be 65 plus. Wow. And another, maybe I think out of 100 million, maybe 10 or 20 million will be 85 plus. So I've been dreaming about really starting something very special in senior living, mm -hmm. investing or build and things like that. I believe in law of attraction quite a bit, you know, sending the signals out. And I've been dreaming about it, researching and how can I get into it, God? And he brought me, you know, together with a great partner who has built these senior assisted livings, not nursing homes, not rehab centers, not independent living, but mm -hmm. only the assisted living space mm -hmm. where there is no COVID effect, there is zero deaths and all that structure, right? Mm -hmm. So essentially that's where we are building, but we are not doing residential assisted living. Mm -hmm. That I left many years back, right? Sure, sure, sure. I looked at for multifamily assisted living. Sure. So we are building 66 units, 88 units, 100 units, brand new, mm -hmm. a, a plus, a plus plus actually with the you know movie theater, spas, uh, you know, and uh, dining halls, beautiful restaurant style dining, and sure. then we have courtyards and waterfalls and uh, putting greens and. I'm just thinking about some other things I miss. Oh, library and, you know, sunrooms and beautiful, beautiful communities. Sure, sure. So it's, it's basically a class A full service uh, assisted living for seniors, right? So now yes. what are some of the profitability metrics into it, Vidi? Like what it makes sense to go, go this route? Very good point. You know, the big thing is there is huge demand, right? Sarkar? Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I'm liking that we can build this. It takes us about six to seven, eight, nine months to get all these ordinances passed and buy the right land and do the studies sure. and feasibility mm -hmm. studies. And all. But then we raise the money quickly. Then we build it in 12 to 14 months. Done. Okay. Ready mm -hmm. to occupy. We start marketing way before, and then we are able to operate for three years or so. Then we sell it, right? I see. Mm -hmm. I want to build maybe 40 to 50 to 100 is my goal now to build in the next 10 years. So that'll be like 10 a year, 
<laughs> that's a lot. Wow, that's a like lot. Almost every month starting something, right. not giving, giving, it will happen. The other thing is the profitability is there. The data point, like you were saying, mm -hmm. because the rents for an apartment might be $1,400, sure. but because you are taking care of all the amenities, sure. linen, uh, laundry, uh, caregiving, and restaurant style, you know, uh, food and everything, sure. transportation, it's 4,400 or 4,600, right? Depending sure. on the care level. Sure. So it's a doubly profitable mm -hmm. as compared to other, you know, uh, like that. Yeah, sure, depends sure. how we run it. Expenses are a lot more than the apartment because of sure. all these things, but uh, yeah. So, so typically just at a high level, if someone is listening to this and they know that multifamily, typically we value uh, expenses somewhere between 45 to 50%, depending on the asset. Uh, but uh, speaking of assisted living, mm -hmm. uh, what, what sort of is the percentage of expenses? 65, 65% expenses is pretty common. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes wow. Yes. But still I... then 35% or 30% even of the higher rents, right? Sure, it's sure. You, yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then Vinny, one last question here in this assisted living space, for example, uh, why not perhaps, uh, you know, purchase existing uh, core A plus assets in various states and why go kind of the build new route? Like what is your sort of uh, model there? That's a good point. I'm glad you said that. You know, when we started the company and my partner has started about nine, 10 years back, built senior living, very nice person. And what the main thing was, we want to spoil the generation that has spoiled us. That's our tagline and logo. What we find is that when somebody's in the 84, 85 years of age or 90 or 103, we have mm -hmm. those residents also, they just cannot go up and down the elevators and they cannot really go and maneuver in smaller hallways and they cannot really have already pre-built buildings cannot sure. provide the kind of luxury that we have in our mind. I see. So that's mm -hmm. why we buy five to seven acre of land. Mm -hmm. We always buy seven acres of land and build only 90 units on seven acres. I so see. Give them a great experience. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Vinny. You've been a great guest. I know there are many more topics we can certainly <laughs> delve into. Uh, sure. I mean, uh, you know, such a short time, you know, so uh, what, uh, just a last question, Vinny, what are some of your great advice that you have received? I know you came through, uh, you know, a lot of trials and tribulations, but some things that you always remember, or perhaps any advice that you may have received from your let's say your mentors or any colleagues and things like that. What, what kind of keeps you awake and how, I mean, you have such a vivacious smile and you're always positively thinking. Where, where does all this optimism, uh, all of that comes from? You know, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I think the main thing I say to everybody is that the whys, if we can really figure out the whys, mm -hmm. why we want to live every day as if it was the last day, you know, of our life, and not really be, but, but passionate and then dedicated to not to yourself, but dedicate to the investors who will get great returns, dedicated to the seniors who will be living in this. I just picture my, I dream about how many great families will really be liking to mm -hmm. live at the Hampton Manor 
you know, uh, ends our name brand sure. all across the USA. Mm -hmm. And then also the driven is drive comes from being positive. I really say that because a lot of time we spend so much unproductive time in negativism and sure. everybody doubts us and sure. we doubt ourselves the most. I'm telling sure. you. But the biggest thing is to hunker down and put plain plans into action and do that miracle morning to align yourself, to pay gratitude, to really think through the whole day and how to add value and be productive and use and delegate people. Virtual assistants are all over. I mean, the mind is such a thing. Expand the mind to think big. I never thought I'll be reaching a billion dollars. In real estate, billions. No, I mean, you, you absolutely very well said, Vinnie. I appreciate it. I mean, there are so many young investors uh, who follow you. You have your own students as well. Uh, as young as I am, I personally as well look forward to all the things that you are doing. And it's always your personality, your smile, and that positive outlook towards various things uh, is such a learning lesson for all the young listeners like me and many others who are always following you. So I appreciate you taking time to, uh, today, Vinny. Uh, thank you for sharing your uh, kind words and advice. Uh, please share with our listeners how they can find you and learn more about you. Oh, totally, totally. You know, thank you, Sarkar, for what you are doing. And it's such a pleasure to meet you. Really get to know finally we talked before the podcast. And no, my, uh, you know, my brand is Vinny Chopra, sure. V-I-N-N-E-Y-C-H-O-P-R-A. You can just Google me, YouTube me, you know, Instagram me or LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, sure. you know, and the key thing is, you know, people can invest with us passively. They can learn from me. They can partner. We have lots of great opportunities and, you know, connect with me any way they want. If I can be of any help to them. Sure. Thank you so much. And for viewers and listeners, we are at premiumcashflow.com as well. We have all the news articles, uh, all the latest statistics as well. And of course, we have all the guests, uh, expert guests like Winnie, who are always there on our podcast as well. So for thank you for stopping by and thank you for listening. Uh, if there are any, is there is any interest in uh, how to do passive investments, uh, kindly reach out to us. We can certainly, uh, you know, sort of jump on a short phone call and understand what your motivations are. And if there are, a, uh, if there is any alignment, we can help you with all of that. So thank you, Vinny. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm sure we will be speaking soon on uh, another podcast. Uh, for on I would love to. Topic. Love to anytime. <laughs> I'm yours. Thank I think you got a good energy going. I appreciate you, what you are bringing value and uh, how tremendous success you have had. God bless you and your family and children and uh, stay healthy and be safe and we'll hook up again. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest.